2: What's up Bulls Nation? Welcome in to another episode of the CHGO Bulls Podcast presented to you by PointsBet. Don't forget that promo code CHGO when you sign up to live your bet life. I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck, not Steak Face. No Steak Face? Although, I did look. so One of our listeners yesterday <laughs> yeah, checked in and added Steak Face. It is an active account, yes. but it hasn't tweeted since
1: 2009. Yes. We, I wonder if we can get it to start tweeting again. Right? I hope so. Like They probably put all their money into this and said, <laughs> somebody's going to want to buy this for me one day. It's going to be I, now, that it's a, now
2: that it's a thing, I want it. Yeah. And I will not <laughs> tire gonna... or give up. <laughs>
1: when in the will? magic
2: bubble is Will the go golly, but won't golly. This is Big Dave. He's at BOWB-AWL Sports. <laughs> Joey operating the controls per usual. Will, how are you, my friend?
0: I'm good, and I'm wondering how much you would spend to buy Steakface. Hmm. What's the what's the magic number? What's the what? Um, no how much you would spend? number.
2: To get steak, To get the to, like to, name. to get the rights to the at yes. Steakface guess, Twitter handle. Yes. What would I would face? pay a hundred bucks? A hundred bucks? Yeah. I'm. A little shot. <laughs> I would start my offer at like ten dollars. Okay, and then right. I would work my way up, and I would cap myself at a hundred.
1: Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you like this: If anybody out there thinks Matt should have this name and is willing to give a hundred bucks to this person that has Steak Face, please. please hit them up. Let them know you're willing to give them a hundred bucks and see if they go for it. And report back. I could and like I would
2: keep my current Twitter handle and my current Twitter account. Also, uh-huh. I would just use that as my burner. Okay. But it would just be the burner that everybody knows is my burner. What it would was, not be an anonymous burner.
1: What would what Will's be then? What would Will's anonymous burner uh, handle be? Uh, Kyle, at Kyle Corver
2: 2525?
1: <laughs> 26, but
2: yeah. Oh, like, right, uh, there you go.
0: Small ball lover. Small- <laughs> you
1: know, you probably get some, you know, friend requests that you weren't expecting, brother, with that handle right
0: there.
1: <laughs> 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 you might not want to do that.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, that's, that's what happens when the only thing you think or care about is basketball. That's, that's it. what you say. There it is.
1: True there story. Is. This is true.
2: Um, which I'm guessing uh, applies to it's Aquify in the comments saying only two months away from Bulls basketball. Yes. High five emoji.
1: Yes. Is it really that? I mean, it really is that soon. It is, man. Early October, too. Like preseason starting early. Uh, <laughs> Evil said his, his handle should be Mr. Thick Thighs. <laughs>
2: Okay, Speaking of unwanted
1: attention on Twitter, <laughs> what is I'm telling? Like, you, he's not going to get the requests that you guys think he's going to get with those kind of handles. Keep it classy out here for that's so a classy gentleman in the bubble. Keep it classy out. Save the funk for me and Matt. <laughs> Keep the class right there for that man. Will Gottlieb, right there, ladies. and gentlemen.
2: Maybe maybe it's like a cute little pet name that that only Will will start calling Pat. <laughs> Like when when you show up to the first training camp practice that's open to the media and you ask you know Pat your first question after talking to him for the first time in months, just address him as thick thighs and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I'll see (laughs) what (laughs) happens. Yeah, I'll I'll give that a try.
0: Sure, you got it, dude. I love weird. How's that Nerf shot coming, thick thighs? (laughs) Right. Oh,
2: my goodness. Mr.
1: Thick Thighs, uh, <laughs> tell about your, your your field goal percentage today. Yeah, Ma-
2: Put a Mr. in there, because that'll yeah. class it up. Class it
1: up. Yeah, that class. You, gotta, it's you a still got to show your respect.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You're straight, calling him Thick Mr. Thighs. Thick Thighs to you. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, all right, so today we are moving on with oh, our yeah. offseason grades and projections, evaluations of all the other teams in the Eastern Conference. We're talking about the Toronto Raptors today. Um, they got a good young squad that finished fifth in the East last season. But before we get to that, we wanted to talk about ESPN's latest NBA summer forecast. They ranked all teams in the Eastern Conference from 1 to 15 with their projected win totals and therefore their finish in the standings for the 22-23 season. Uh, Joey, do we have uh, that that we could take a look at? Some Bulls fans might be a little peeved, as you see there in the first six, they referred to this category as the contenders, mm-hmm. and it is as you would expect. Boston, Milwaukee, Miami, Philly, Toronto, one through five, which other than a couple of teams flipped around at the top, is how the East finished last season. Yeah. But then, there at six where the Bulls were last season, you see Atlanta Hawks projected at 46 and 36, which was the Bulls' exact same record yeah. in the six seed last season. Yeah anything catch your eye here Uh, about one through six
1: um you know what the only thing that catches my eye probably is miami Mm -hmm. Uh, being at three um i would have them just a little lower you know but it's not a not a big deal or anything like that um honestly the top six even though i don't agree with uh the bulls not being in the top six I'm not mad about this because I can actually see the logic as to why they would go ahead and not have the Bulls in here and have Atlanta there. I mean, you win and you got another all-star into DeJounte Murray on your team to pair with Trey Young. That's going to be an explosive team and a fun team to watch. I get it. That makes sense, you know, why you would have that there. I personally would just say, you know, I watched what the Bulls did to Atlanta last year, and that was whoop their ass, you know what I'm saying, pretty much the entire Trey time. Trey wants none of I.O. And, you know, they got somebody in the backcourt, and the one thing the Bulls do really well is have a defensive backcourt, you know what I mean? So they would have some defense provided. But, again, just looking at it on paper and, you know, seeing those two young guns there, I, I get it,
0: Will. Like, I totally get it. Yeah, I'm with you on the Miami-Philly thing. When we did our reviews for those uh, couple of teams, I think we all had Miami falling out of the top three and philly moving into it so i think that would be a switch for me maybe this is controversial but i think the hawks are definitely a half step above the bulls i think we'll we'll see where exactly they end up but i think the top six is right i think that's probably how it will shake out Um, and we can get into more like why i think that but ultimately I, it just comes down to like what kind of improvements are you going to make this year and is the same sort of season that you got from Demar. Are you able to replicate that? Meanwhile, for the Hawks, it's like they've got a 23-year-old already superstar. They added another all-star. They have Okongwu and DeAndre Hunter and John Collins, all guys that are getting better. And so I just wonder like, if the Bulls are going to be able to keep up with the improvement that other teams are you know, experiencing.
2: Yeah, and it's actually not that big of a leap when you think about it. Last season, Atlanta finished... Forty-three and thirty-nine. Yeah. So these projections by ESPN are basically adding three wins mm-hmm. to their total from last season, mm-hmm. saying, you know, okay, you're adding Dejounte Murray to now have one of the more lethal backcourts, pairing him with Trey in the entire Eastern Conference. Yeah. It's 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 decent logic to say that that's yeah. three wins. I you get can it. add three wins to that team. Yeah. And if some of those other young players that will just rattle off take a step forward, it's it's not a big leap. It's just sort of a question of. All right, are the Bulls flatlining or, as we'll take a look at in a second, maybe even regressing from where they were last season versus Atlanta adding a handful of wins, and that's why Atlanta sneaks into the top six uh, instead of the Bulls. Joey, now let's look at that play-in category that ESPN had in their forecast. 7 through 10. There you see Cleveland also ahead of the Bulls by just one win at 45 and 37. The Bulls in the 8th seed slot at 44 and 38, which would be two fewer wins than last season. Brooklyn and the New York Knickerbockers rounding out the top 10. Um, Are either of you guys surprised by the fact that they see the Bulls as a team that can't even match their win total from last season when they are essentially returning the same roster with maybe a couple of bench pieces that are slight upgrades in Drummond and Dragic.
1: Now, this is where their logic kind of loses me. Um, Yes, I'm I'm a little surprised by that to answer your question. Um, The Bulls, in my opinion, are going to be better than Cleveland. Um, But the one that gives me is the Brooklyn Nets one, because I don't know what Brooklyn is. Nobody knows. So it's hard for me to and decipher if they're going to be that, you know, low of a seed. Because if Kevin Durant is there, I'm not picking them to be in the A C. seed. Like, they're a little higher. So we'll just go with that logic that they have right there, and, and I'll leave it right there because no one knows. But, yeah, I have the Bulls over Cleveland, too, because, you know, the other team the Bulls whooped on last year? It was Cleveland. Like, it was they whooped on them, too, as well. Um, I don't think they're there yet. I think they got some more growing to do. They're going to be an issue. I mean, you got two all-stars on your team, you know, Jared Allen and Garland. And, of course, you know, Karis LeVert, who I've always really liked, is really good. And Larry right. Markkinen is good in his role because mm-hmm. now yes, he has to do is shoot threes. He's going to get a game where he's going to give you 30 points. It's going to happen. And
2: they also have the question mark of Sexton, oh,
1: who correct. is still currently unsigned. What correct. are they going to do with him? Correct, yeah. I don't know what's going to go on with him. Evan Mobley, he's gonna, he's Evan dead. Mobley too. And Yeah, I was getting him, yes. And Mobley, who is just going to continue to grow and grow <sighs> and get he's better. That monster. dude is a monster. A young Chris Bosh uh, in the making right there. So, yeah, I get that, but the Bulls still whoop them. <laughs> it's, it's my point because they're still young and they still got things to do and the Bulls are still running them dudes off the floor, whether they had their whole lineup or they had half their lineup. They, they were giving it to Cleveland. So, yeah, I don't have Cleveland taking that leap over the Bulls.
0: Yeah, I think the Bulls in Cleveland are – I agree with what you said about the Bulls being better in like a head-to-head contest, but I also think the Cavs could and just wind up with a better record based on like – the way that the season shakes out, I think they're probably in a same tier. If they played each other in a playing game, I would definitely take the Bulls. But I think they're approximately right. Uh, they also really struggled with health last year when Ricky Rubio went down. They basically fell off a cliff. So like, I don't know, we, we talk about like how important Lonzo is to the Bulls. It's kind of a similar situation with the Cavs and Rubio's like, is he really like the most important player in your team? And if so, how good are you really? I also think they have a ton of room to grow. Like Mobley is going to be a defensive player of the year. He just is. He's that good. Jarrett Allen's already at an all star level. Darius Garland really exploded last year and has been awesome. So they, uh, again, are another one of these teams that just has more room for internal growth. I think if you look at where the Bulls finished last year, I don't think they'll be quite so bad. Obviously, you know, you expect Lonzo to come back at some point. And I do think that they'll reach a, a higher high than they were. But it's just tricky for me to sit here and say that they'll be as good as they were last year or better when all these other teams got a lot better. And we'll we'll talk about the Raptors here in a bit as well, but um, yeah, I just, I worry about it. I don't, I don't want to be too negative, but it's more of like a concern because of the improvements that the other teams can have, whether it's going out and getting free agent all-stars or making trades for all-stars or just having players that develop into all-stars.
2: Yeah. uh, People in the comments kind of commenting on the, Possibility the Bulls use this as motivation. We had the whole DeMar, we're signing the offseason stuff last year. Yeah. This year, the Bulls projected to finish eighth. I think, weren't they projected to finish, like, like at the bottom of the yeah, play-in last yeah. season? Very, very bottom and of the certainly play-in. proved some people wrong there. Mm-hmm. Al Alova in the comments saying, the Bulls should at least be in the fourth spot. Motivation. Michael Schauer saying, I thank the media for the season we're about to have. Honestly, they're giving our team all kinds of ammo. Um, Adam pointing out that the Bulls went two and twenty against playoff teams last season. So are they saying we'll go zero and twenty two this year? <laughs> uh, and, and that kind of ropes into what you were just saying there, Will. Is like I think it's weird to say that this Bulls team will win fewer games this coming season as they did last season because they beat the bad teams consistently last year. They let a couple of bad games go against mediocre teams they should have beaten. And then they were also in some games against the elite teams in the league that yeah. they could have won, maybe yeah. should have won, yeah. and didn't. I, You know, maybe it's naive of me to think so, but I look at that ghastly record that they had against the top teams in the league last season and say, they're going to win more of those games this season with the same core of players, with another year of experience playing together. And, you know, hopefully a lot of this, knock on wood, mm-hmm. isn't, you know, uh, goes back to, if their core players are out there and available and playing, mm-hmm. but come on, it stands to reason, Demar, Zach, Vooch, these experienced guys leading the way, they can win more of those games against the top-level competition than the one or two that they won collectively all of last year.
1: Well, look look at it this way. Um when we talk about Demar DeRozan and we we got we talked about and discussed it yesterday, um saying the season that he had might have been an anomaly. You know right. what I'm saying? Might have been like cuz Wow, that was incredible. We'll probably, probably never, ever do that again. 2-20 against playoff teams is also an anomaly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's also not something a team with all the talent that they have usually goes through and then does it again, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, the next season. So we, I can look at that the same way I can look at people's uh, critiques of DeMar DeRozan. And that, that's kind of what I do here. Um, I think the Bulls will be better against these teams. But again, all this stuff, again, and we keep knocking on this, but it depends on health a lot, you know, because a lot of these things had to do with health, had to do with COVID, had to do with injuries, so on and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah, like, you're not going to go 2-20 and 20 against playoff teams. I just don't see that, Will, as a thing that the Bulls will have happen to them again.
0: Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems unlikely. It was kind of crazy as, as it was happening last year. We're like, is this really t- true? Like, that they're going to just not win any of these games like though i think it was just the one that they they beat the celtics in like october november right and then the rest of the way they couldn't get a win against any of these teams just kind of insane and so maybe you're right by just happenstance um you know they they even things out maybe miami got a little bit worse uh you know they they played i thought the the bucks pretty well in the first two games obviously and who knows what's going to happen with health on other teams but i just I think that the idea that you have to bank on health, I think they're they're weighing that into the yeah. win total here. And so 44, what was it? 45 wins. I think that sounds about right. And it's just a matter of like how they finish out against some of the other teams. So um, I don't think the Bulls necessarily did anything on paper to help their chances against some of these teams. But they also could just, to your point, be better based on the fact that it was so weird and you know there there has to be some regression there
2: uh adam in the comments pointing out that p will only played 17 games last season lonzo only 35 caruso 41. i don't think that happens again uh, and i saw our biggest post all-star break issue was defense i mean if you and again i think we all agree lonzo is the biggest question mark of yeah. those three names yeah. but P-Will playing closer to 71 instead of 17. Yeah. Caruso playing closer to 82 instead of 41. And everyone, you know, whatever rabbit's foot you got lying around, Lonzo closer to 70-something than 35, that's more wins. Those three players playing more games and hopefully a lot more games than they each independently played last season should add up two more wins.
1: Here's the pushback I'll give you, Adam, on the other side of that. Uh, I, 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 I'm with you actually on the P. Will one. You're right. I don't see that 17 happening again. But Lonzo has never played over like 60 games in his this career. This is true. And, and Caruso is not a guy who's going to give you a lot of games either because uh, cause of the weight and the style that he plays. He gets hurt. You know what I'm saying? Unless, you know, it's something dirty and trashy by Matt. What do you call him? Uh, dip dips, shit. Captain, uh, dipshit? Captain dipshit. dipshit. Thank you very much. Yes. Unless it's something dirty by him. You know what I'm saying? That That's what puts him out. But Caruso's not a guy that's going to be there a lot, and Lonzo's not a going to be there a lot. A lot of that is going to depend. That's why we talk about Ayo a lot uh, and his growth because his growth is going to be important in this uh, as well. But that's the only pushback I'll give you on that. Everything is kind of knock on wood uh, when it comes to that health of Lonzo Ball and Alex Caruso. So, yeah, hopefully they'll be healthy, and it will be okay for them to actually play more than 60 games between the both of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, health is the key, and I think it's, it's too bad that, like, you kind of have to factor in, like, missed games for the Bulls more than some of these other teams. But at the same time, like, the Heat are getting old. Jimmy misses a ton of games. Like, the, some of these other teams are, whether it's, like – like, I think the Celtics are probably safe from this just in terms of their depth and ability to sit guys out or have rest games or whatever. Um, load management and still win a lot of games because of how good and deep they are. But maybe the Sixers like lose James Harden for two weeks and that cost them a few games. Or um, you know, Giannis is just coasting a little bit more because you know they're going to be a top two seed. They can afford to do that. So maybe the Bulls get a few extra wins that way. I'm not saying it's it's not possible. I just think, um, yeah, I, I think it's just a more difficult road this year than it is last than it was last year.
1: Will, Will, let me ask you, Joey, I don't mean to tear you, Joey, I don't mean to tell you away from what you're doing over there. Can you get me uh, the top six back up on the screen, please? Can I see that for a second? Because well, I want to ask you one question. Of of those six, who is the most healthiest team to you? Just looking at th- that top six, who's the healthiest team in your opinion?
0: Probably the Celtics. Um, like I said, they just have the most depth to withstand any injury. Um, the Heat are a pretty old team. The Sixers are You know they have some young players and they got much deeper, but I mean PJ Tucker, uh, Harden, Embiid, not all beacons of health over the over the last couple years. Um, I think the Raptors are another team that's like we'll talk about them, but they kind of just play six guys, and so if any of them goes down, that could be disaster mode. Um, So I think it's possible that we lose that any of these teams lose games to injury, and you know you kind of have to think about that every year. It's just I think going into the season. Having Alonzo be a big question mark is the issue here where like we know how good he was and how important he was to the team and he's going into next season having missed more than half of the games still not certain. Um, It's just I think a little scary. Yeah.
2: Well like a lot of teams in the East that were playoff teams last season the Raptors very much so also believers in continuity and keeping their core together. We're going to evaluate everything the Raptors did in their offseason. Coming up next in just a minute, but first, Big Dave, tell the people about the points oh. and the
1: bets and the points bets. I mm, mean, the stuff that you can get the money on and still support what we doing here at CHGO. And we'll even give you stuff for doing it. All you got to do is download that app, that points bet app, y'all, and use the code CHGO when you sign up. And when you do that right now you'll get those two risk-free bets up to $2,000. But that is not it. If you make a $50 or more first-time deposit, you will receive that free CHGO membership, which unlocks all of that awesome web content, and you'll even get the free T-shirt of your choice. From where, Joey? That CHGO Lacha. Oh, that's 2,000 in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t shirt from that CHGO Lacha. All for making more than a $50 first time deposit at Points Bet. It's your home for live in play betting, and it just got even better. Is your team primed for a comeback? See your edge in the game that you're watching? Like this dude, when he's watching like eight TVs on a Sunday, he sees it. So he'll be betting live because it's more live betting, more live markets, and faster live cash outs. I said faster live cash outs. Follow along with your bets the moment they hit and stay in the live action all game long. Download the PointsBet app right now. Use that promo code CHGO because I don't know what you're waiting for. It's time to elevate your live game betting because once the game starts, you don't just bet. Will the Thrill from Brazil tell them how you feel? You live your bet life.
0: Yes, he was. Yes, yes he was. Yes, he
2: was. Today's episode also brought to you guys by FOCO. Chicago sports fans, your home for the best Chicago sports coverage, that's us, is partnering with a leader in sports, merchandise, and collectibles, CHO has teamed up with FOCO to secure your access to the best collectibles and gear around. Whether it's bears, cubs, white socks, blackhawks, bulls, FOCO will have something for you, your kid, your friend, your friend's pet fish, anybody and everybody. Looking to get some new gear, collectibles, or accessories? FOCO has officially licensed gear for men, women, kids, with everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs and more. Crocs! I am probably going to do some shopping for some, uh,
1: some new Bears gear. I thought you going to say some new Berks, honestly. No. <laughs> I really thought you were going to say that.
2: Come on now. This is a new pair. <laughs> Excuse me. I got I'm sorry. at least four years out of these now. Four years? D- depending on how I treat them. But no. So too. <laughs> there's some dope Bears stuff on Foco.com. And I'm, you know, it's That's true. We're getting closer, and closer We got preseason football coming up like this weekend. On the way, baby.
1: Ah, uh, Let's watch them.
2: So go to Foco.com. Check out their awesome Bears inventory of stuff. FOCO's got you covered with the best Chicago merchandise of all of your favorite Chicago teams. So head on over to FOCO.com. That's F-O-C-O O.com. Or click the link below this episode, this YouTube description. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get 10% off all non sale items when you use promo code C-H-G-O at mm. checkout. Again, that's FOCO.com, F-O-C-O ocom Promo code C-H-G-O mm. for 10% off all non-presale items. Check them out!
1: And it's Foco.
2: Oh, show!
1: Come on, Joey. I got oh, you. Matt had that one. I got. It.
2: I know you think I, I'm not I paying attention, no, but I'm I wasn't here for
1: you. You, you just stole the ball from him and scored. I was, didn't know where you were I was passing it to Matt. And Joey said, "I got this. Give me the ball, man. But I'll take it from <laughs> him."
2: <laughs> uh, all right, guys. Let's let's talk Raptors basketball, shall let's we? Do this. Um, they did not <laughs> have a first round pick this year, yeah. uh, the 2022 draft, because they owed it to San Antonio for. Thaddeus Young? Thad. I mean, talk about people who are worth giving up a first-round draft pick for. Yeah. Thadjic Johnson? That's Johnson, man. Absolutely qualifies. I'm still
1: beloved here, sir.
2: Uh, So that trade that went down with San Antonio this past season's trade deadline is why the Raptors did not have a first-round pick. However, they may have gotten themselves a gem in the second round. Mm. Early second round, 33rd overall pick, they took Christian Coloco out of Arizona, mm-hmm. who I remember watching a little bit of because some people thought he could sneak into the first round, but was not quite in that Bulls late teens range. Yeah. And then I went back and I re-watched his scouting report from our guy, Coach Spo, Adam Spinella, of the and One, who we had with us on draft night, if you recall. Shout out. Shout out to him. And I fell in love with this Christian Coloco kid all over again. There you mm. see the measurement seven one, seven five wingspan. Mm. This kid is a shot-blocking machine. Yeah. Machine, 2.8 blocks per game
1: in 25
2: minutes per game yeah. in his junior year.
1: You, you know what I like about him? He, he didn't really start playing basketball until, like, he was 17 years old. Correct. Because he was like, it was like soccer. You Correct. Know for him.
2: You um, know, because much like his new teammate, Pascal Siakam, yeah. soccer is the sport in Cameroon. It's true. They grew up
1: in the same hometown in yeah, Cameroon. They did. Wild. That's a vibe right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's a connection right there. But, yeah, I I like the fact that – and I'm saying that to say he was like, okay, I'm going to stop because I know I'm tall. And what can I do because I'm tall? Right. (laughs) I can't go out here and I can block these shots and do it well, like, all the time. Everything else, honestly, I think he can pick up. Um, Because if you look at his weaknesses, they're like, well, yeah, he's not a great three-point shooter. I'm like, 7-1, you know what I'm saying? Not too many great three-point shooters at 7-1 here like that. Of course, he's not going to, you know, have that game around the whim. If he did, he wouldn't have went in the second round, you know what I'm saying, if he could do all those things. So a lot of that stuff I think he can pick up. But the fact that he can do that now and do it at such a high clip is what I'm saying. I like that about him, man. He's he's tall and he's strong about it, man, and I, and I really do enjoy it. You're right. He's fun to watch on the defensive end, and they were kind of lacking that because they don't play with a center mm-hmm. usually. You know what I mean? Right. Like, they got rid of Valachunas, and they called in Will Gottlieb and was like, we small balling <laughs> this to death all day long, baby, dog. So, yeah, I like the fact that bringing him in, and they just, just to have a guy like that on your team when, you, when you're lacking it is, is a great thing, Will.
0: I do love the way that the Raptors have built their roster. They can just like play a bunch of six, eight wings together who can all shoot, uh, dribble, pass, defend with Siakam, Scotty Barnes, OG Ananobi. Obviously they have Van Vliet and Gary Trent now as well, who are awesome. But I really like Coloco. I had him in the first round. I actually do think he'll be able to shoot a little bit. His free throw percentage went up significantly every year. As you said, he didn't start playing until much later. So like that sort of improvement really speaks to his touch. Uh, Watched him a bit in summer league and his mobility is great. I think it comes from that soccer background of just being able to like move his feet. Well, I think he kind of fits the Raptors style as far as super long, super athletic, the ability to get up and down the floor. He provides some vertical spacing. I think, like I said, he'll be able to step out and shoot some catch and shoot threes at some point in his career, but really like him really like the fit there. And they've been kind of searching for an answer at center that really fits their style. Obviously like, they had Valanchunas, they had Marc Gasol when they won the championship. Um, But now they've, they've kind of pivoted more towards like Chris Boucher and precious the Chua of these like super athletic rim roller guys um, that can block shots and shoot threes. I think Coloco fits that mix and he could, I mean, win out a starting job, you know, in a couple of years, I think he's got a ton of potential. I really like him.
2: Yeah. Um, I was listening to Nick Nurse's uh, interview. Well, what? Interview. I
1: was going to say band. Excuse me.
2: <laughs> Nick Nurse's interview after draft night, and he was talking about the, the things that he likes about about this kid, uh, Christian Coloco, out of Arizona. And he was saying, like, yeah, he'll probably get some run and some heavier minutes with the 905 Raptors of the G League, sure. but that he could anticipate him coming in and, and giving some some minutes yeah. to, the, to the real Raptors this upcoming season because, as y'all mentioned, like, he he's a legit – center whereas the raptors are like we're just gonna play five wings deal with it it. or we're gonna play a guard and four wings deal with it he can offer them a lot of things that like still fit the raptor style of basketball yeah but on just a bigger frame and he like his finishing his radius for finishing as the role guy in pick and rolls at Arizona very impressive yeah you throw yeah. it up anywhere in the general vicinity and it like he's like Megatron you know yeah. on an, on a football field he'll catch it yeah um, I will I don't know if I share your optimism for him developing that shot I know you said at some point in his career this dude cannot shoot a basketball he can't even shoot a basketball from six feet he's got no hook yeah, shot he, all of his stuff around the rim unless it's literally an in motion all one motion catch and finish most often dunking, he's got no touch. So I don't believe in that, but the shot blocking, the rim protection, the, the rebounding, the boxing out on the defensive end, and being just a simple, very cut-and-dry roll man on offense, he can offer the Raptors a lot, I think, even as a rookie.
0: Yeah, his, he took uh, five threes in his entire three-year college career, so I'm not saying he's going to like <laughs> come out here and start shooting 40% on you know five attempts per game, but I just think the idea of his touch – and his constant year after year improvement speaks to a potential there. So, you know, I, like I, I'm with you for sure. But I'm hoping for his for his sake that he can start to stretch it out at some point.
1: Yeah. Let me ask you though, Matt. Just yeah. looking at him, looking at how would you judge his soccer game? Uh, well, I haven't seen him play soccer. Well, just, just watching his movement and things you have seen on the court. Do you think that? He could actually get out there and he can play that sport. Yeah,
2: for sure. Okay,
1: okay. for sure. I mean, like
2: whether it's guys for, uh, who come from Africa or guys from who come from Europe, mm-hmm. whenever there's a a dead ball situation, a timeout on the floor on a basketball court, yeah, they start. You, you you saw Tony Kukoc do it back in the day. You see Luka Doncic do it. What do they do? They start juggling a basketball yeah. with their feet. Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. Same same deal. It's true. So yes, I okay. believe right. dude's a hell of a soccer player. All right. Uh, Colin saying maybe he's a bigger Gafford. Oh oh did. Did you see your
1: boy Gafford on that big man chart that we were talking oh, yeah. about the other day? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Crushing yeah. it, yeah, Crushing He's doing it. what he does, man. He's gonna be in league for a while. Keep, yeah, keep doing your thing, dude. <laughs> and and I like how, and I think that's the thing about this too. I love how they draft. They always get the right fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's been a few years that they haven't gotten somebody that I'm like, they don't fit with that team. Why did they do that? You right. know, like everybody kind of fits with them, and with him, I think he'll definitely get that chance. Uh, like you and Will were saying. They don't have a center. <laughs> like, they just right. simply don't have that. And seeing him on the court, you see where he fits in. Because one thing the Raptors do well is they pass the ball, and you mentioned well, like he gets that rim running, you know, around the rim and some alley-oops, and they play defense. Mm-hmm. Like those are the two things they do well all the time. So, And he fits both of those things, you know what I mean? Catching the ball, dunking it with the alley-oop, and playing really great defense. So, yeah, I think he'll fit in nicely with these Raptors. So, they basically retained
2: uh, some key players in free agency. They did bring in one new actual free agent acquisition, that being our old pal and recent NBA champion, yeah. Otto Porter Jr., who signed to a two-year, $12.3 yeah. $12 million deal. Um, I think I think retaining Chris Boucher and Thad Young were both very key moves. Um the uh, the star of Adam Sandler's movie, Hustle, right? That was the name of <laughs> yes, it? Yes, that's correct. Juanjo Hernan Gomez uh, also do, joining Toronto on a one-year deal. Yeah. Uh, but Chris Boucher always, to me, was a sneaky little wish list guy for the Bulls. Yes. Because I thought he could yes. do some solid things for the Bulls that they needed. But first impression of adding Otto Porter Jr. to this Raptors core, Dave?
1: I mean, yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not super high on auto. I never have been. I, I don't hide that. Yes, I'm still a little, you know, jaded what he did when he was here. And even, and even what I saw him doing in Washington, he wasn't great. He was always hurt. And he did exactly what I said he was going to do when he got to uh, the Warriors. I was like, oh, miraculously, he's going to be healed. And he's going to provide dividends for that team. Watch. And now as soon as he did that, I'm like, he's going to get his contract. And now he might be chilling again. So we'll see. You know what I'm saying? What, what he's like. Um, but yeah, but just on paper, you're like, yeah, he's a good fit for this team. You know what I'm saying? Another guy who's a wing, another guy who can shoot the ball, and then another guy who, who can be solid on defense. So he can definitely contribute for that team uh, off the bench, Will. Because I know, Will, you're, you're, you're definitely more high on uh, Auto Porter Jr. Than, than I am.
0: I mean, he's just a really good shooter with size, and you can't really have enough of those. I'm not saying, like, I think he's going to be a 35-minute-a-game guy right. for them and starting, but, you know, they've got a team that is – really long and athletic. I think they can mask some of his deficiencies. But every team needs spacing. Everybody, you know, there just isn't enough spacing in the league. And so to get him on basically the taxpayer mid-level, you know, they didn't get hard capped by it. Um, they stayed under the tax, which I think is obviously important for a team that's going after Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. I just think that they, they managed their cap well and got guys that fill needs. So I, I like Otto Porter from that standpoint. Um, obviously, Thad was awesome with the Bulls, did not play very well last year. But again, they extended him as opposed to assigning him outright as a free agent. That means that they can trade him. So another move by Masai Ujiri where maybe you just start to package some of these guys in, in a deal and go out and get yourself a Kevin Durant. So they, they had some tricky stuff going on there. <laughs> they are still the a sneaky, team sneaky. that's
2: being uh, talked about as sort of a dark horse for Kevin Durant. Uh, which by the, Did you guys see that report from Ian Begley of SNY uh, today that now the Sixers are apparently also in the mix? Because, you know, KD you and know Harden need to reunite a fourth time. Oh my goodness. Wait, so KD, Harden,
1: and Embiid? Oh, my God. (laughs) Uh, But that report also stated
2: that the Raptors are sort of still sneakily in the mix. Um, Marcus in the comments saying Otto's coming off a championship and getting paid. He'll definitely show up 15 pounds overweight. (laughs) See, that's where I'm at with the question of how much Otto Porter Jr. can bring to the Raptors this year. He just was very useful for the Warriors. Knocking down big shots in playoff games, big playoff moments. Got himself a chip drank all all of the champagne in the greater Bay Area out yeah, there. Yeah. Dude will not do a goddamn
1: thing for the Raptors <laughs> this year, I guarantee you. He is done contributing. But I think Will is right in what he's saying because, you know, he's right. Like, he's not going to be asked to play all those minutes but just be that guy to come in and be that spot, you know, those spot minutes where he can hit some buckets, you know, and spray at the floor a little bit. He could definitely do that and still be 15 pounds overweight, you know what I mean, and get away with that, but – I do kind of more lean to your side. I, ref- I
2: refuse to believe that he will be healthy, available, and bought in emotionally and mentally. Um, but if he is, it makes sense. As John Doe points out in the comments, he's a career 39% shooter behind the arc. And the like the Toronto team, offensively, and especially a little bit of scoring punch off the bench, could very much use a guy like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because so. like,
2: they are an elite defensive team, when the Raptors struggle, it's finding ways to score, especially in a half-court offense. Yeah. So a player like Otto, a shooter like Otto could definitely help. Um, and, and then, you know, pretty much other than that, they're returning a core that includes, of course, Siakam, Van Vliet, who's coming off uh, an injury, O.G. Ananobi, OG. who had a lot of games missed due to injury last season, but yeah. is a heck of a player. And then, of course, I mean, we got to talk about this guy for a minute. Rookie of the year, Scotty Barnes. Scotty
1: Barnes, man. He's going to get better. (laughs) He's only going to get better, man. That dude is going to be a complete monster. Um, I I like it because I like his mentality already. He already gets on the floor, and he plays like I'm the best player out here on the floor. And I like that from him on both sides. Like, he takes pride in defense. You know what I mean? He takes real pride in that. Something that, you know, younger guys don't really come in with. You know what Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's that kind of thing. But he takes real pride in shutting you down and scoring uh, 25, 30 points on you, man. But yeah, he's he's got a really, really high upside for that team, man. So just having him, and if Siakam Wood is healthy, um, that's just a means of front court. save all the nude the nude walking, the the wood, <laughs> the wood knocking for the Bulls
2: players. Oh, okay, I'm Toronto. Sorry. You know gets I'm nice. not nude. Wa- I don't I dare, just get wood
1: <laughs> knocking. How dare I? You know want to see. Players not be hurt. <laughs> if not if they're not for. wearing a Bulls jersey. Can, can I use this one and use that one for the Bulls and use this one? For yes. Her? Okay. Our right. mutual, right.
2: mutual side table.
1: All right. For can, the Bulls. You can
2: only knock on wood for Bulls, for Bulls goodness.
1: Yes. All right.
2: You, you want to wish other people good luck and good health and good fortune. Do it over fucking
1: All right. there. I'll do it here on this side. <laughs> yes, Will. He's like that.
0: he is very much like that and you know who else is like that pascal siakam he had Mm. like an all nba caliber season i think people kind of like forgot about him for some reason because he missed a few games at the beginning of the season he ended up playing 68 games 23 eight and a half 5.3 uh on 49 34 and 75 so like he played at a all nba caliber level as you said, Scotty Barnes is just like, I hate to say it, but everything I want Patrick Williams to be. <laughs> and Fred Van Vliet is a star. Like they just they have a really good foundation. Plus, you've got OG Ananobi, who I think has a ton of room for development. Gary Trent had a breakout season last year. Like they just are a very complete team. They play to an identity and they just absolutely mess you up defensively with their length. And Coloco fits that, Auto Porter fits that. That young fits that. They just – they continue to make moves that fit who they are. They have a very clear picture of who they are. And I like who they are because they play small and fast and athletic. Yes, absolutely.
1: Absolutely they do, man. They're fun to watch, honestly. And they're a problem. And they got that fourth quarter thing. Like, they got that we won a championship thing about them. You know what I'm saying? And I I like that so much. And great coaching, too.
2: They also are returning a guy who went on an absolute tear – uh for a stretch of the season in Gary Trent Jr. who like can on certain nights just decide if the Raptors are in one of those we need somebody to get buckets. We need somebody other than Pascal or Fred Van Vliet or if one of them is out. Who's getting buckets? Gary Trent Jr. could just be that guy who's like, oh yeah, I'll take 25 shots and drop 35 points tonight. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Easily. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, they that was a great pickup when they when they made that trade. I mean I was yelling about it a lot. But yeah, it's a great fit for them. And it's like they just are they're stockpiling wings like OKC was stockpiling draft picks, right? You know what I mean? Like they just have them mm. all, and they're like, we're gonna use them all. Like, and I like it because it's not like they're just having them there to do nothing. You know what, right. what I mean? And no, they use them all. Like when Fred Van Fleet, who is their only point guard by the way, he's the only point guard on their team. Uh, but they're like, no, even when he's not out there, they can run anybody at the point guard position. That's not something they do uh, in the in the NBA a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's usually a set position when it comes to point guard, because it's positionless basketball for sure, but that point guard position is usually a set position. They don't believe in that in Toronto. Garrett Jr., you get out there, you do it. You know what I'm saying? O.G. Adanovi, you want to bring the ball up? Siakam, how, how you handles? You know what I mean? Like, they don't care. They're just about, you know, moving the ball, getting everyone involved. You know what I'm saying? Scoring that, the right bucket, the easy bucket, within the scheme, yeah. and then getting back on defense, man. So, yeah, it's, it's a new style. I know Will loves it. It's, it's very much fun to watch.
0: And they also specialize in player development and making, like, turning guys into really good players, if not stars, like Van Vliet, undrafted, Siakam, late first round pick, OG, uh, mid-teens pick. They just, like, turn these guys into really good players, and I think that's a skill that comes from, you know, really good coaching and really good player development staff, and you see it with teams like the Miami Heat, like, that comes in so handy, becomes a part of your identity, and allows you to go all in on maybe a star player here or there because you know on the back end you can develop guys in-house. On that uh, so, note, Will, real quick, I yeah. love, I, I think uh, Precious Achua is primed for a big breakout, mm-hmm. good handle, can shoot, just like a lot of other guys on this team. I thought he was good on the heat, and I just think it's going to end up being another piece that the Raptors kind of bought low on, yeah. and a couple years later is going to be just a, an impactful piece for them.
2: Yeah, like they're Achua even like they're crazy. They're, they're sort He's of like back end rotation guys, they're back end helpers. Him, Svi Mikhailik, yeah. Kem Birch, yeah. who also is going to be coming back uh, off oh, of an injury. Like, yeah. to, also, side note as far as like random role players on rosters, if you were to make like a three on three team of the best collection of names. Of three on three trios, Kem Birch, Sve Mikhailik and Precious Achua. You kidding me? <laughs> I throw that is an in
1: unbeatable three on three names lineup. I mean, Pascal Siakam should be in that lineup too. Oh yeah, That's sure. Damn awesome. But Will, Will, you were, you were saying something.
0: I was just gonna say, like Preci- Precious Achua is so freaky athletic, and just sometimes will do stuff that makes like your jaw just drop all the way to the floor. Because it's like the most insane athletic thing that you can imagine somebody who's 6'10 can do. And then sometimes he just makes like the worst decisions you could ever possibly see. Like watching him is such a crazy experience of like absolutely terrible and absolutely amazing. And I, I agree, Joey. Like they're because they've got such a good track record of del- developing players, it's probably going to start trending towards the one direction and not the other. Yeah, it's cool. He took zero pull-up threes. He took zero threes in his in his rookie season with Miami, and last season he was up to, uh, two to, to a game on thirty-six percent. Like that's a massive, massive leap. Yeah, so yeah,
2: I mean, people were talking about him in Miami like he was going to be a a difference maker, an yeah. X factor in this league. So I'm I'm trying to remember. Was he included in the Kyle Lowry sign in trade? Is that how he ended up in in Toronto? Will
0: I believe so? Yeah, yeah. I believe so.
1: Um, I'm going
0: to go with Will.
2: Uh, Mark in the comments asking, do you think the Raptors have a better record than they did last year? That's a great question to segue us into our grades and projections mm. for Toronto for the upcoming
1: season. But before that, Big Dave, oh. tell the people about the Owen. Oh, you got to have it in your life. You got to have it like Will got to have that AG. Got to have it like Matt got to have steak face for his new handle. You need some Owen in yourself, sir. That 100% plant-based protein shake that gives you nutrition that works as hard as all of us up in here do. And their products are free of artificial ingredients, allergen-friendly, no gluten or dairy, and it's kind to your tummy-tum-tum. It is easily digestible. Oh, Owen and Chicago have partnered up to give you this awesome offer. You can get 20% off your first purchase at liveowen.com using that code CHGO20. That's liveowen.com using the code CHGO20. Get yourself 20% off your purchase. You know who else might be cool with using that? You might. Who else want to use that? That man they call QB1, Justin Fields, who's getting ready for that preseason game, Matt. What you want to see in that preseason game? What you want to see? What you want to see?
2: Uh, some completed passes would That's be great. It. Yeah, our bar is uh, low. Our and bar then is low. just nobody get hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, bar is low. I, I bar just,
2: is low. Yeah,
1: super low. Yeah, a couple of completions and, God forbid, a touchdown, maybe. You know, I know I'm getting beside myself, but that would be nice. But we like to see all those things. And so Like I said, just go to com. Use that code CHGO20. Get yourself 20% off your first purchase. And join us and Justin Fields and try Owen, because it is only what you need. Because there's always, y'all, a win's Joey! A uh, win. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I didn't expect that to go that long. I don't know what that The last snow kind of lingered yeah. there. I don't know where that came from. That I, is, that's just how it happened. I yeah.
2: like it. Yeah. I like it.
1: <laughs> All
2: right, gentlemen. So, where do we think the Raptors will end up? In the 22-23 season, finished with the fifth seed last year, 48-34, and 34, two games, mm-hmm. uh, two wins ahead of Chicago in the sixth seed. I Let's start with grades for their off seasons. You guys uh, a little bit kinder than me. I gave them a C-plus because like a lot of these teams in the East that we've discussed
1: yeah. already, basically just bringing the old crew back. You know what? I, I had it at C++. And then, this, and then this, yeah. And then this morning, I woke up and I said, "Ah, eh, give him a B minus." And then I immediately regretted it. <laughs> and I said, "No, they should have a C plus Immediately
2: regret this decision.
1: Immediately regret this decision. It's been a ghastly, ghastly mistake. But yeah, I, I'm okay with them having a the C plus. Like, I, like you said, they're bringing everybody back. It wasn't no big thing that happened but the reason I went with B minus it was just because I loved it so much because I see how everything kind of fits for them you know it's like a perfect puzzle piece everything kind of just clicks into place when you put it in there Mm -hmm. but I should have stuck with my C++ I should have rolled with that I'm not mad that Will has it at a B I'm it's it's not upsetting me or anything like that but but yeah like I think they're everything they did is correct you know what I'm saying it goes and falls in line with what they want and the team they want to be so yeah I'm, I'm cool with them.
0: Yeah, I think I probably was on the uh, B minus plus train, if that makes sense, and ended up going with a B. I'm not, you know, B minus would have been fair. I think even C plus is fine. I I just like what they did from a cap perspective, in terms of bringing in tradable contracts, bringing in guys that match their identity and fit a certain style of play. And then, um, yeah, just like maintaining that flexibility to be able to go out and make a big swing for Kevin Durant if they are able to. Yeah. So staying under the cap, uh, st- excuse me, staying under the tax, bringing in tradable contracts, fitting their style of play and identity, and then internal room for development. Like, I just think that that's really good. That's like for for not getting a star off the bat, like that's about as good as you can do.
2: Yeah, yeah and, and the contracts they did sign were very manageable, what I would call team-friendly deals. Otto was two for 12. Yeah. Boucher, and keeping him, as I saw somebody just mentioned in the comments, uh, was huge. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking about how much I would have loved the Bulls to steal him. Three years, 35. Fad, coming back. Two years, 16. Like, yeah. these are all very modest, manageable deals for some of your role players, and yeah. I think that's when NBA teams can get in trouble is when they give star-sized contracts to role-sized players. True, indeed. And the Toronto Raptors... Have already all of their key star players under contract and retained their important role guys on very manageable contracts,
1: yeah, they did what a good team does, a team that win does, you know, you keep the guys that got you there and you add little bits to them and you grow it that way, so yeah, they did good I did good one thing the the one thing will that was keeping me out of c plus plus is I still am concerned that and I know I just said all those things, but I'm still concerned that they don't have another point guard on the team. I, I, I love point guard As you know, Will, my point guardsmanship, you know this. But yes, I sir. like the fact – I like when you have a backup point guard on your team. I, I think that honestly kind of hurt them. I like the style they were playing, but I think that was hurting them against teams like the Bulls because, again, it was another team the Bulls were whooping on, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, during the season. But they had nobody in the backcourt to go – and the Bulls' depth is where? In the backcourt. You know what I'm saying? But – yeah, man. Um I, I want them to have a backup point guard and because Van Vliet, he's gonna get hurt. You know what I'm saying? He plays so so hard and so so tough, man, that
2: worth pointing out that yeah. Van Vliet Tied for the league lead in minutes per game last season Ooh. at 38. You know, Ooh. he was tied with his teammate, Pascal Siakam. <laughs>
1: Yo, son, Woo! Both of them were hurt. Nick Nurse taking a page out of the old <laughs> <tibito> playbook. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. That's exactly right. And both of those guys were hurt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, during the year, man. So, I would want them to have some help uh, at that position. That's all.
0: Yeah, totally agree. I think you're right that they play – a style where Siakam runs a lot of point. Obviously, you have Thad Young in there, Thadrick Johnson, who can run some point. But basically, everybody has to dribble pass shoot in their system. But you're right. Like if they lose Van Vliet to injury, um, especially with how, with how much they're leaning on him minutes wise, they could be in a lot of trouble. And that's a that's a really important thing to look at when you're considering like the sort of rankings in the in the top of the East.
2: We have a couple of uh, skeptics of the Raptors in the comments. Chief C saying Toronto destined for the NBA treadmill. McCoy Music saying Toronto's overhyped. Their schedule going into the playoffs last season was easier than the Bulls, which is why they seeded higher. So the Raptors did leapfrog the lot. Bulls in the back end of the season. As we recall, Bulls went 8 and. 8 and whatever, 8 and 15 Mm -hmm. after the All-Star break. Mm -hmm. But, okay, the schedule is a schedule. It's either front-loaded with tough games or back-loaded with tough games. It's not like like the Raptors had an easier overall schedule than the Bulls. They each played 82 games and won the games they won and lost the games they lost. The Bulls had a very gentle start to their schedule, which Mm -hmm. is why they jumped out and were a top seed in the East. Then they had a gauntlet out of the All-Star break and lost a bunch of those games. It all yeah. balances out. Sure. To use the schedule as an argument of like, oh, well, Toronto's not actually better than the Bulls. Their, their schedule was just
1: easy out of the All-Star. Yeah. And what happened? Their overall 82-game record was better than the Bulls. <laughs> you can say it in the sense of why they got to where they got in the playoffs because the games were easier towards the back end. I get that. But yeah, what he said. <laughs>
2: Uh, Shout out to Shahid with a comment uh, that's very kind, saying, I wanted to just say thank you. You guys are the best. You get me through the workday every day. Oh, wow. Thank you. You and Patton Hazel on Best Bulls Podcast on YouTube. Thank Thank you. you. Appreciate you, Thank you for tuning in. Nothing but love here at Bulls Nation. My man. Uh, So, real quick, uh, throw that uh, up one more time, Joey. We all have, I believe, the Raptors in the same tier of finishing somewhere four through six. So, not a top three seed in the East, but avoiding the play-in. Yeah which I also believe we all have the Miami Heat ending up in the four through six. We all picked Boston, Milwaukee, Philly Mm -hmm. to be in that top three tier. Mm -hmm. So this would essentially be the Raptors finishing where they finished last year, which was the fifth seed a couple of games ahead of the Bulls.
1: Yeah, yeah, if it all shakes out. And again, just like a lot of things, a lot of this is health-depending, you know what I'm saying, for teams. So we'll see how it works out for them, man. But I I could see it being lower. I could, you know what I'm saying? It could happen just because the East got so much better and so much more talent that's there right there. I could see them fall a little bit, but it's just I don't believe it because of what Nick Nurse is and what this team continues to do every single year. You know what I'm saying? They beat the odds every single year, man, every time we count them out. So they're like Rocky, you know what I'm saying, up there in Canada. So we'll see. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I I kind of agree, I think, to a certain extent with the, like, middle treadmill sort of situation. I think their one path out of it is Scotty Barnes just continuing to turn into a superstar, which I think is very much, you know, realistic. Um, I think right now they kind of top out as the fourth seed, maybe fifth, uh, just in terms of like their style of play. And basically if you put them in a series against any of those top four teams, they're not going to have the best player unless Scotty Barnes turns into that guy, which like I said, could happen. So I think they're building the right way, just given the resources and tools that they have. Um, And I think they're going to always be, on the right trajectory until like Siakam and Van Vliet are just too old. But Masai Ujiri is such a brilliant GM and he is not afraid to make trades. Like you, you brought up the precious Achua thing that was in the Lowry trade, uh, with Goran Dragic. So basically I kind of think they won that trade. Like Lowry just was not the same last year. They would have had to pay him a ton and they got a good young player back that they can develop. That's sort of their, their recipe. And I think they're going to continue on that path being not afraid to make tough decisions like the one that traded DeMar DeRozan to the Spurs for Kawhi. And that is how you win. You take big calculated risks and you develop players within and hopefully it works out.
1: Shout you, out to John Doe, man. He's repping for the Raptors in the comments right here, man. He's powerful. Shout out uh,
2: to him, bro. mentioning, yeah, John mentioning that they had the best record against playoff teams in the NBA last year. Uh, they just had the worst. Yeah, they're
0: they're really built to mm-hmm. make life hard on some of these teams because yeah, of yeah, that they do. Their Check their record of the Bulls versus game. Raptors. So
2: bro. I'm not going to ask you guys if you think that you'll pick the Bulls to finish ahead of or behind the Raptors in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. this coming season, mm-hmm. but I I am curious, and I will ask you. Which team do you think, on paper, has the more talented roster after all of the offseason moves have been completed? Mm. Which, talent, which, pa- which team has more talent on paper, this Bulls team or this Raptors team? Bulls. You say Bulls? I'm Will, Bulls. what about you?
0: Okay, so the Bulls, I think, have so the best so player. The Bulls have the best player, right? Um, and they probably... They have, they have the second best player as well. You think Zach's better than Siakam and VanVleet? I say Mike, you can debate this. We can argue yeah. I think time. it's close. I think it's really close. But I do think in a playoff series, having the best player tips the scale. So I'll go, I'll go Bulls.
1: And I'm loving the... Mark Shannon asked me earlier. I'm sorry. Side note. Yes, I'm enjoying uh, Raw and SmackDown, what Triple H is doing, just to tell you. He asked me and I forgot to answer. Just tell totally. me. Yes, I'm enjoying it. Continue. I thought wrestling was over because what's his name left? See, that's the beauty, Matt. Wrestling's never over. All the time. All the time. On and on and on and on. Pandemic, whatever. All the time, baby. Wrestling don't stop.
2: Uh, Demon chiming in saying the Bulls have more players that can score. Max saying the Bulls have more talent, but I trust the Raptors more in the playoffs. Mm. A Bulls-Raptors playoff series would be that'd intriguing. Be fun. No, that
1: would be fun. It would be intriguing. Yeah, Bulls win, but that would be fun.
2: I also know, just from watching some regular season games last year, that the Raptors and their defense did give the Bulls some trouble. Oh, my God, yes. Remember just the like they Trent gave game? everybody Remember the Gary trouble. Trent
1: game when he went off against the Bulls? And he lost his mind, and then he got kicked out. <laughs> you know that game, man? Wild. That was a great game, man. But, yeah, playing the Raptors is fun because uh, it always comes down to that fourth quarter. You yep. know what I'm saying? And, again, what, what Will just said, though. like yep. comes down to that fourth quarter. We got the king in the fourth. That was for you. King in the fourth. Mm-hmm.
2: The Bulls shared a tweet. With a picture of Damar, and once again used the wrong saying, <laughs> bugged me for the rest of the day. Hey, whoever runs Bulls' official Twitter account, it's King in the fourth. Not of, in.
1: Show John Snow some damn respect. Uh, uh, what's your favorite era? Oh, the 90s, bro. Clearly, yeah. Attitude era. No doubt. No question.
2: Uh, Jason saying, sounds obvious, but so much depends on the Bulls players staying healthy, getting Lonzo back. Yeah. Why do you think we're going to break this side table <laughs> the number of times <laughs> that we're knocking on wood? Because yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. So yeah. much hangs in the balance of the so Bulls much. having a healthy core. Uh, and and it goes back to those three in particular that we talked about, yeah. Pat, Lonzo, yeah. and Alex.
1: And And I think, but to just add on to the point I was saying earlier, like, the fact that Van Fleet is leading them in those minutes just further demonstrates how much they need another point guard yeah. on that team, man. They they got to have a backup point guard in some way, shape, or form, dog. And I, I hope they get it because it's going to pay dividends, man. Because, I mean, Van Fleet got that contract, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, everything, bro. And he's going to play because mm-hmm. he's, he's you know, shout out to the home, home state. Shout out. He's going to play. He's a tough dude. But, my God, you know, the body does what the body does, man. Right. And, and it's going to shut down sometimes and hurt. So, they need some help at that position. So there it is. There is your l- look at the Raptors
2: offseason, bringing back a core of good, young, talented players from last season in that picture where that will likely be fighting to be above the play in, probably not quite good enough to fight their way into that top three. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. They could be one of those teams neck and neck with the Bulls in that four, five, six range. Uh, that's it for today. Thanks for everybody tuning in. Stay co- stay tuned, keep it right here on the CHGO Sports YouTube channel. We got Cubs post game coming up. We'll come they come are home. trying to hold off uh the Nats for a win. The Cubs are down two to nothing most of the game. Came back, scored some runs. They're up four to two in the bottom of the eighth right now. Mm. Come on, cubbies. Close it out. We'll stay here for Cubs post game. game. Then we got CHGO bets coming up later today. Oh, then we got Sox pre and post bookending, White Sox, Royals. Here it is for you. Always. <laughs> CHGO Sports YouTube channel. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow in studio, same time, same place, 3 p.m. Chicago time. Will will be back in the Magic Circle. Yes, he will. And it's uh, Thursday, so we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some um, fun. Thrilling chill, Until baby. then, you can follow us on Twitter, CHO underscore Bulls. Bow, B-A-W-L sports. Wow. Won't Gottlieb. Won't it Bulls up? underscore Peck slash steak face.
1: <laughs> He's just taking it.
2: <laughs> good, it. it. will be mine. Yes. Be. Oh, Joey a little slow on the, oh, on the uptick on the face. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. What is Joey he working on over there? He's jumping in and stealing the
1: ball from you on the other time. Joey, he doing this I
2: got to know, game. before we get out of here, what have you been working on?
0: Uh, it's Justin Steele, pitching well, man of steel graphic for Cody mm. over there. But Okay. He's I, helping y'all out? Joey
1: Sarah helps he everybody. Yeah, he does. That's what he does. He's a team player. That's why he yeah, came in I'm focused. The I'm focused. He's got it all, man. All right. Well, so for Will –
2: for Dave, for Joey, I'm Peck. Thanks, all for watching. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you tomorrow. You like
0: that one? It's smaller. Ah, it's smaller. It. that's it doesn't take over
2: <laughs> Stay safe well down there in Brazil. We'll talk to you tomorrow, buddy, okay? Peace. See you yes. red, be good, Bulls Nation. <laughs>